Attention SLPs and OTs with existing private practices. Are you ready to level up your private practice and your life and make this your breakthrough year? If so, join us for Make More in 2024, a free training offered on Thursday, March 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern to discover how to shift from clinician to CEO. During the training, we'll talk about the importance of maximizing your income, adding revenue streams, setting up systems, and more so that you can ultimately work smarter and build a successful, sustainable, and sellable business. To sign up, just visit growyourprivatepractice.com backslash training. Don't miss the chance to learn how to effectively navigate the growth phase of the private practice journey. See you on the training. On this episode of the Private Practice Success Stories podcast, I am going to share why I created the Start Your Private Practice program. And then you are going to meet four students, all SLPs in various settings, who are able to go from regular SLPs to successful private practitioners. Imagine if you could do that too. If you could follow a step-by-step program and go from overworked, overwhelmed, and lacking confidence to treating ideal clients working for yourself on your own time, and making the money that you deserve as a master's level clinician. Oh, and I'm also going to share the special link that you can use to enroll in the program. So stay tuned. I'm Jenna Castro-Casbon, speech-language pathologist, business coach, and creator of the Start Your Private Practice system. And I'm on a mission to turn stuck SLPs into successful private practitioners. If you're tired of dealing with high productivity requirements, high caseload sizes, and low pay, it's time to take control of your professional, personal, and financial life and finally get the freedom, flexibility, and financial abundance that you deserve by working with private clients in your own practice. Join me here each week as I share tips, best practices, and inspirational interviews on the Private Practice Success Stories podcast. If you're a private practitioner or one in the making, you're in the right place, so let's get started. So today's episode is going to look a little bit different because I'm going to share information about my life and career transforming program, the Start Your Private Practice System. And you are going to meet four individuals who have gone through this program and been successful. If you've been on the fence about joining, or if you don't even know that I had a program, this information will be invaluable. Listen closely and listen to the whole episode, because if you got into this profession to help people, but you're finding a lot of limitations on the amount and type of support that you can give your clients, well, that's a tough situation to be in. Maybe you're feeling stuck at your job, feeling like you're drowning in paperwork, that your caseload size is too big, and that you're not able to help all of the people who you've been assigned to help. Maybe you spend more time documenting your services or in meetings than you do giving direct therapy. And maybe you haven't had a raise or a bonus in far too long. But imagine if your job looked different if it was more like you thought it would be when you entered the field. Imagine if you could work with ideal clients and provide the exact type 
and frequency of treatment that they needed to make amazing progress. And that instead of leaving work frustrated, you left work every day knowing that you truly made a difference. Imagine if you had control over your schedule, if you got to decide if you worked full-time or part-time, or never worked on Fridays or before 10 a.m. And if you had the freedom to go to all of the events at your children's school, maybe even be a room parent. Imagine if you were debt-free and had enough money to go on nice vacations or afford a nicer house, put your kids in all the sports or lessons that they wanted to, and that you were regularly saving for their college education or for an amazing kitchen renovation for you to enjoy. Imagine if you had that work-life balance that you crave, that you were able to end your days at a certain time or take a yoga class in the middle of the day. And if you were working at night or on the weekends, it was by choice and not necessity. And you were getting paid for it. I believe that SLPs are the best, smartest, and most deserving people out there. We are helpers and we are selfless, which unfortunately has a tendency to sometimes bite us in the butt. We spend so much time looking out for others, but who is looking out for us? At some point, we have to decide that we will look out for ourselves and for each other. We cannot let burnout stop us from helping people. We invested a ton of money and time into our graduate degrees. Let's use them and use them well. SLPs are wonderful people. We are smart and kind and incredibly skilled and generous and simply wonderful people with big, big hearts. I believe that we were made for more and that we deserve more. I'm on a mission to help 1,000 SLPs get more freedom, flexibility, fulfillment, and financial abundance by starting their private practices this year. I'm also on a mission to help women earn more money. Women who rely on others for income or accept lower paying jobs are in an extremely vulnerable position. I believe that when women earn more, it's better for society. And in case you feel awkward about earning more, remember that the more you have, the more you can give. So if giving is something that you feel passionately about, whether it's giving to organizations you care about or future generations of your family, you have to earn more if you want to give more. I have a vision of changing which are the most popular settings in our profession. Right now, the majority of SLPs work in schools, hospitals, and early interventions. But private practice is gaining popularity, especially as SLPs in traditional settings are feeling burned out and taken advantage of, and as a result, are creating a career and a life that works for them. I often say, if you can't find a job that you like, create one. So who is private practice for? Well, it's for SLPs who want to start a private practice, but keep their day jobs, their insurance, and their benefits, and just treat a few private clients on the side, say three clients on a Saturday morning, and earn an extra $1,000 per month. And then you can either keep your private practice that way, effectively giving yourself a $12,000 a year raise by working three extra hours a week, 
Or you could see even more clients and quit your job and build a larger practice with employees, multiple disciplines, and more. Lots of SLPs are scared of getting big and hiring people. But remember, the more people you have on your staff, the more people you can help. And you get to be that amazing boss that you never had. And that is so, so important. You get to decide that you can grow as quickly or slowly as you want. Private practice is also for SLPs who are nearing retirement and want to supplement their retirement savings or income. People who always wanted to start a private practice, but never did, and still have more to give and want to continue to earn in their profession while having time to spend with their grandchildren or on whatever they want to do. Private practice is also for younger clinicians who have enough valuable skills to offer and want to create opportunities to earn more now versus waiting for later. Imagine what your life will be like if you start now versus waiting another five or more years to start. If anyone has ever asked you if you treat private clients, imagine if you had said yes. Think of all of the income that you have lost out on by saying no and make a plan to say yes next time. Private practice is also for minority SLPs who have faced discrimination and racism at their places of employment. We all have master's degrees, but some people aren't treated that way, which is shameful. I cannot tell you the number of racial and ethnic minorities and bilingual SLPs who are joining my program and creating their own businesses where they are respected and are providing services to underserved communities and getting paid well for it. Private practice is also for moms and parents or people who want to become parents and want to spend more time with their kids and never miss school events. If you're thinking, I can't have a private practice because I have little kids. Well, a mentor of mine once said, you can either let your kids be the excuse or the reason. As someone with little kids, that really stuck with me and drives all of my decisions. My kids are the reason why I do what I do, not an excuse why I can't do something. Private practice is also for people who live in rural communities. Someone asked just the other day in the Facebook group, I live in a rural community. Will private practice work for me? And over 20 people chimed in to share that they also live in rural areas and that they are the only SLP in that area. So there is a lot of need and very little competition. If you're committed to helping people in your rural community, why not start a private practice so people don't have to go without services or drive an hour or more to get the help that they need? Private practice is for people who want to specialize, people who have clinical populations that they are devoted to and want to become an expert as they serve them. There are people in my program who are fluency specialists, swallowing specialists, aphasiologists, and more. That's all they want to do. And rather than have a caseload with a handful of ideal clients, 100% of their caseload is their ideal clients. These people become the go-to clinician in their area and can charge for their expertise if they want to. Private practice is also for generalist SLPs who love working with all ages and stages 
and don't want to commit to a certain age group. One of the mentors in the Start Your Private program, Tommy Teshima, works with both young kids and with gender-affirming voice clients. You don't have to choose one population. You can choose to serve whichever clients light you up and allow you to do your best work. I think there's a stereotype that private practice is best for type A, really organized SLPs. And I think in some ways, type A people are drawn to big projects like starting a business, and they love to create systems and get organized. So yes, there are plenty of type A private practitioners. However, I want type B SLPs to know that private practice can be perfect for you too, because you can create your own schedule, systems that work for you, your own deadlines, and more. Plus, you could always hire a type A person to be your office manager while you stay the visionary for your clinic. Private practice is also for SLPs who have a ton of student loan debt. There is an assumption that you need to save up thousands of dollars to start a private practice. So some people tell me that they're going to wait to start until they've paid off all of their debt and then start their private practice. But what if you flipped the script and instead used your private practice income to pay off your debt? That is something that Danny Augustine, who was our guest last week on the episode, and she's one of the students in my Start Your Private Practice system, well, she talks about that all the time. In fact, she paid off $52,000 of student loan debt with her private practice earnings. How cool is that? Think about how much your monthly loan payment is. If you charged anywhere from $80 to $125 or more an hour, how many sessions per month would it take for you to make your payment? Imagine if working just a few extra hours per week could take that financial stress away and even help you pay off your loans early. Private practice is for people who want to save up for big things like weddings, your dream house, your kids to go to college, family vacations, or romantic getaways. If your expenses are increasing, but your salary isn't, that is a problem. It's a problem that you can't ignore and you must do something about. Don't wait for more money. Create it. Private practice is for SLPs who want more, more freedom, more flexibility, more financial abundance, more time with family, and frankly, more fun. SLPs want more and deserve more. Plus, the more you have, the more you can give. The reason why I created the Start Your Private Practice program is for SLPs to have access to a comprehensive and step-by-step system to turn their dreams into a reality. If any of the situations I just discussed describe you, you owe it to yourself to check out this program. The Start Your Private Practice system is something that I am really, really proud of because it works and it works really well. Regular SLPs who work in schools, hospitals, early interventions, and even other people's private practices join our program every single day. And guess what? They go from stuck SLPs to successful private practitioners. Right now, enrollment is open and we would love to have you join us. 
Just head on over to privatepracticecourse.com and enroll right now. We only do a few big public enrollments every year, and I don't want you to miss out. Now, in a moment, you are going to hear from four of our students who were very successful in the program. They joined, went through the course modules, and they got their first clients and made back their investment very quickly. I want you to listen to their stories because they could become your story. They all had the same doubts, the same debts, and they struggled with imposter syndrome too. But they decided that they wouldn't let those things stop them from pursuing their life's purpose. They decided to take a chance on themselves. And instead of wondering, what if it doesn't work? They decided to think, what if it does? This was originally recorded in October of 2020, in the middle of the global pandemic. So if you're wondering if now is still a good time to start a private practice, these women would all say yes. After you listen to this episode, if you're ready to move forward and get help to start your private practice, head on over to privatepracticecourse.com and enroll now. We would love to help you just like we have helped these amazing women. So without further ado, I want you to meet Kristen, Lauren, Tanya, and Samantha. So we are here with four students from Start Your Private Practice. Some joined the program in the very, very beginning, and one joined just a couple weeks ago, I think, right, Kristen? Yes. Yeah. I I don't remember when I joined. It wasn't that long. No, it was very recent. Yes. Very recent. Okay. So what I want to do tonight is just to, I already know y'all, but I want to, you know, have you share your story a little bit, tell people who you are, like what got you into this, why you decided to join, start your private practice and those kind of things. So I thought that we could just kind of go around a little bit. And first, if you could share your name and your location And then maybe like one or so sentences about what is your private practice like right now? So let's start with our veteran in the crew, Lauren. So my name is Lauren Walden. I'm from Bel Air, Maryland. Um, I have a pediatric practice that is part-time and quickly growing to more than part-time, but um, one step at a time, I'll get there. I love it. And, and Lauren was one of the original members of Start Your Private Practice. I think you were the fourth student who joined the program, which is really pretty cool. And All I right. just have to say, I wouldn't be where I am without following the steps. Yeah. Well, Definitely. Thank you. thank you so much. Well, good. Well, let's see. Um, how about Samantha? Hi. So my name is Samantha. I'm in Philadelphia. And right now I am seeing adults in my private practice. Um, and I got started this summer. So it's been a it's been a really rewarding, great experience. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And how about we'll do Tanya next? Okay. Hello, everyone. My name is Tanya. Um, I'm currently in Georgia. My private practice is a mix is speech and mental health. And it is growing. It's part-time. And I actually took a part-time school position when I joined the program in May, thinking, hey, it won't pick up too quick. And I already have five clients um, that I'm seeing, two private practice and five insurance. And then I think I have 10 on a waiting list. And my daughter has five mental health clients. And it continues to grow every day on that side. So 
excellent program. And I'm so glad that I joined because it really increased my confidence. Oh, well, thank you, Tanya. And I think that's so cool that you're doing this with your daughter. Yes. Yes. She's kind of bossy, but I love her anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. That's fantastic. Okay. And our newest member of the crew is Kristen. Yes. Hi, I'm Kristen. I am in Peoria, which is just a suburb outside of the Phoenix area. And I do believe it's been like three weeks, possibly four weeks since I joined and I launched about three weeks ago and I'm already at 10 clients. Um, So I'm trying to process through what that looks like for my life and to embrace the rapid growth. I wasn't expecting that. Um, It's all pediatrics at this point. And I do a mix of um, how-to of in-home. And also I have a little office space that a colleague is letting me borrow for a bit of time. Um, And it's primarily speech and language, but I do have a specialty in feeding. So I have a few feeding referrals that I have to process through. So, yeah. I love it. Well, the reason why I asked all of y'all to be part of this, you know, really kind of informal panel discussion is just because you all have, you know, you've been in the program for, you know, some varying lengths of time. You have different specialty areas that you're working with. You have different types of practices. So what I wanted to do was ask, you know, why did you decide to join Start Your Private Practice? Think back to you know, whether, you know, for Lauren, it was like two years ago or for Kristen, it was three weeks ago. Like, where were you in life and in your career before you started to join to, or before you decided rather to join this program? And maybe we'll go back to Lauren just to keep it in the same order. So for me, I had done the nursing home thing right out of grad school, was in a contract situation and it wasn't very good. So I left that and went into the school system, but took a significant pay cut. So as a result, I was working two other PRN jobs in addition to my school job. And it kind of got to the point with the one PRN job, it just, I was aggravated every time I was there and I decided I needed to do something. So I had thought about it. Now I am a little different. I do have a business background. I was a business major and then I changed careers to speech. Um, So I did have the advantage that I also, while I was working, I worked a lot in insurance billing and understood all of that. Um, But I just decided, and it was actually, I looked that up. It was November of 2018 that I started the class. It was kind of like a birthday present for myself was I put the money down, paid for the class, decided I was doing this for me. With the thoughts of just being part-time, just to supplement the income, but to let myself control it, I think I have 25 active patients right now in my part-time world, and I hired a second therapist, and I'm on teetering on a third, um, just because I can't, I can't keep up like everybody else with the COVID, the school systems, everybody has gone virtual, parents don't want virtual, I am face-to-face, so the calls just keep coming, I don't even know how many are on the wait list right now, I think it's seven. Um, but the calls just keep coming. And I, you know, I have gone down to four days a week at the school to try to balance it. But it's my hope is to be in private practice full time. Yeah. I don't know when, but soon. <laughs> but in the meantime, your, pra- your practices, you may not be there full time, but your practice mm-hmm. is bringing in, like you're helping, you're serving a lot of clients, even though you're yeah. not in it all the time, right? Correct. Yeah. So that's just another model to do things, right? We, I'd say all the time that there's no one way to have a private practice. The way that Lauren is doing it is another way to do it. I would not suggest it. 
But you have an exit strategy. I do. I'm working on it. I really anticipated maybe 10 clients at this point. I did not anticipate the numbers that I'm at. Yeah. So I did have to learn the use of the word no yeah. recently. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Right. And some people listening are thinking like, how will I ever get my first client? Right. And so it's so, sort of crazy how like life just happens, right? You start this thing and you have this intention and then like sometimes, like it takes, it takes however long it takes. And for some people, it takes a while and some people really are, you know, working at it for a while and other people take off relatively quickly. I'm going to, going to jump out of the line real quick and ask uh, Kristen to, um, cause she's one who it has kind of taken off pretty quickly for her. What made you decide to join the course and what were, what was life for you like before you did like three weeks ago? <laughs> oh, that's a loaded question. <laughs> um, I, I've been in the field for a while and I think I've had every job known to man within our field. I've done private, I've done home health, I've done pediatric acute care, I've done pediatric rehab, I've done adult rehab. Um, and it's always been for someone else. So the last three years I've been in the public schools, which have been a blessing and a curse. It's been great because I've been able to be um, on the same schedule as my own. My oldest is in the same school district. So that's been a great blessing. Um, But there's so much hustle behind it. It's just like a rat race of constantly going and constantly moving, trying to keep up with the schedule. And we have three kids at home and it's busy. Um, and it's, it's getting busier as they're getting older. And I'm recognizing that I need to be available when they need me, not when the school doesn't need me. So recognizing that I need to figure out how to make that work and take it into my own hands. Um, it was just kind of one of those seeds that was starting to get planted as people started to reach out to me and then ask me questions about what do you think I should do about my child or what do you think we should do if we can't find a therapist? Or would you ever consider seeing us on the side? And I probably turned down two or three families this summer just saying, no, I don't have time. And I'm not, I'm not in that lane right now. I can't do that. And I think Instagram has a crazy way of like reading your mind. And so your posts kept popping up, Jen. And it was just like the right time and the right moment of all of it combined with my personal life, with everything creating chaos at school and just being able to then finally say, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to do this. And, and recognizing that I need to commit to an even, even crazier season of chaos at this point, because I'm still full-time at my school and recognizing that I can't leave that job until I can replace that income. So knowing I'll probably be working two very busy jobs alongside each other. um, It was just kind of ready to say, okay, I'm ready to take that leap and make it happen. Um, So that's where I was prior to then taking the course. And then my first three referrals all came within two days. Um, And then they told other people and I'm very well connected within the mom world within our our community and within our neighborhood and um it's just been kind of all of those different connections you know I my my friend who knows a friend who knows a friend then sent them my way so it's just everyone talks and they all want something better for their child at this point 
So that's kind of the journey that's led me to right here. I love it. And you want something better for your kids too. Yeah. yeah. And it's me. I sat down with my almost 10 year old saying, okay, mommy is going to be really crazy for the next couple of months. And it's going to be a lot of sacrifice, but it's knowing that at the end of that road, we'll have more flexibility and we'll have more freedom and we'll have hopefully a better financial stability than what the schools can provide at this point. So yeah. So it's getting the buy-in from my family, especially my kids knowing that, okay, mommy has to leave again after school. I just got home, but I have to go back out again. Having them understand that has been helpful. Um, and having the full support of my husband. I mean, he's been the one to say, go for it. Just go. Cause he sees how unhappy I get at the start of every school year and how I'm always looking for new jobs, but then I kind of stay put. And then I don't know. So he's just, you need to do this. And that full support to push me into it has been really helpful. Yeah, that's awesome. Something I say all the time is if you can't find the job that you like, create it, mm-hmm. right? So you've been thinking about like switching jobs, but then it is kind of easier just to stay, but then you're really taking a different road, right? In this, in figuring out, okay, how am I going to do this? And what, yes, it will involve some upfront sacrifices, but you know, you're, you're going to make it happen. I love that. I love it. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Thank you. It's smart. Yeah. All right. How about Tanya? Tanya, where, what were you, what were things for you like when you decided to join, start your private practice? Okay. So for me, originally in 2016, I stepped out when I think you had a, 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 a the original program it was a little different and then you tweaked it. But back in 2016, I literally bought everything. I think I printed off um, the forms. Yep. I even started my LLC. I did all of that great stuff. And then I started realizing, hold up, that's it right there. My I, old ebook. I have a printed copy still on my shelf. Yes, that's it. And I, I was gung ho. I'm going to, you know, go ahead and go full stream in this. And then I realized, hold on, I don't have an income. <laughs> I can't do this. So I stopped dead in my tracks and um, went back to the school system and put all of this away. Now, for me, it's a little different. I have a change of career. Um, I'll be 47 actually on Thursday. Whoop, whoop. Um, yes. And so when I went back to school, um, I decided, Hey, you know what? I want to actually have a private practice. I don't even know why I thought that because no one talked about it. Um, when we were in clinicals and things like that, but I always knew I wanted to have my own business because I originally was a real estate agent when I moved to Georgia from New York. Um, I also did some other things. So it was always entrepreneurship. I grew up in a family that's full of entrepreneurs. So that's what I wanted to do. Um, And so this time around, it was my daughter. She kept pushing me because she kept saying, mom, you're always unhappy going back to the schools. You're always unhappy working for others. Um, I love the early intervention job that I was doing, but I started realizing that I was doing a lot of work for someone else and I wasn't being paid for what I was doing. Not only that, I was bringing in a lot of referrals because a lot of the referrals she received, a lot of them also came from me. So I had parents who told parents who told some other parents and then in the daycares, the teachers would tell certain things and I would be the one being called, but I couldn't take those children on as my client. Then I was also in a bad contract where my contract was um, 
binding where I couldn't go out and um, take certain clients for myself. And I had to have one year not working there. And I started saying, hold on, this is not good. And that's when your email started popping up, just like Kristen said, for me, it was just, who is this lady and why does she keep bothering me? (laughs) And I told my daughter about it. And she, like I said, is my biggest push. And she was like, mom, I know you don't like what you're doing right now, or you love what you're doing. You don't mind it, but you're not happy is what she said. Mm -hmm. And so I started to seek out what you were talking about. And then I said, oh, I don't know if I can afford this is what I said. And I remember my daughter sat down with me and said, you can afford anything that you're willing to try for yourself because you put a lot of time and money and income into others, but you need to now put it into yourself. And so I made the decision at that point that I was valid, that I was important, that I mattered and what I wanted to do mattered. And like Kristen also said, buy in. My family bought in. My husband bought in. He said, you know, listen, if this is what you want to do, I'm behind you 100%. Do it. He was like, even in the midst of crazy COVID, do it. Yes, I know it looks crazy because my husband works for the airlines. So he took a major pay cut. And so he still said, do it. Make this something that you want to do. And I jumped full stream ahead. My daughter was right with me because although she has a job, she was like, okay, so now it's my turn to come on with you because she was working on PRN for a counseling company. And she said, it's time for us to do this together because we started noticing we had similar children. And a lot of my children needed her help and a lot of her children needed mine. And so that just made us jump full steam ahead and hope that, you know, it'll all work out in the end. That's great. And it sounds like it's really taking off, right? It is taking off. And that's scary. I had to battle the imposter syndrome the last two weeks. (laughs) I love it. I love that also that you've turned it into a family, you know, business with your daughter. And sometimes we do need someone else to give us that little push and that little reassurance. Cause I think sometimes we can't always see in ourselves what other people can see in us. So whether, you know, it's a spouse or a child or, you know, whomever, I think that it's really important to to listen to those voices, right? And and yes, sometimes they're voices from Jenna on Instagram or in your emails, <laughs> right? But but I'm also one of those people mm-hmm. who really believes that to trust the timing of your life, yeah, right? And that you know, there's there's messages out there all the time, and there's plenty of times we don't see them, don't hear them, don't acknowledge them. But sometimes, like right when you need to, yeah, some of those things kind of appear. So. You know, I think it's it's a good idea for all of us to try to be as open to, you know, signals from from whomever or whatever, you know, to just kind of lead us in different different paths. So what was your path like, Samantha? So similar to Lauren, I started out at a skilled nursing facility. Um, I really loved it and I excelled there and I was offered, I think a little bit over a year in a promotion and I started taking on more responsibility. And I noticed I wasn't getting paid anymore. So I approached my boss several times. What are those air quotes promotions? Yes, that's <laughs> my salary increase as now the lead therapist, which I was very proud of and had told my whole family I had gotten promoted. And he had said, so when we finally got to talking, he said to me, well, I was hoping that you weren't just interested in the financial benefit and you really wanted to learn. So I said, well... Um, I'm happy to take on more responsibility, but I, this is not really a volunteer position for me. This is my profession. So I am definitely interested in additional compensation. 
And we left it at that. I walked away from that meeting thinking similarly to what you previously said, if I want my dream job, I'm going to have to create it because I'm not, you know, you promoted me and now you're not going to give me the money. I see kind of how this is working and I'm not really here to beg for it because you're not begging me to practice at the top of my license. So that was the first time the seed was really planted. Um, fast forward a bit. I had a baby in January. Congratulations. Thank you. And I, um, around the summertime, I was feeling more like myself. And I thought there's no time like the present. Um, I had heard about start your private practice from swallow your pride. And I thought, I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to put, you know, my imposter syndrome aside. I'm going to make this happen so I can tell my baby, mommy has a business. Can you believe mommy's a business owner? And I went for it and I was so surprised at one, the support of the group, the clarity of the classes, and then how I got my first clients and that it's kind of a fully functioning, growing business. And it's, it's really, it's just rewarding for me. Um, and then of course, it's nice to really feel like I'm getting compensated fairly yes. for my work. That's right. Because, you know, in other professions, you know, you, you get promoted, right? That, and you get paid more, right? One of the, the things about our profession is, you know, there tends to be steady pay and steady jobs, although, you know, COVID did kind of test the limits of that for a lot of people. But in general, our profession has steady pay, but that's like the price you pay to not have it go up, though. Right. So you have like a steady job, but not a steady increase in income, where in other professions, like it's assumed that you start at one level and you work up some sort of a ladder like quickly, or you know what that's going to be or, or whatever. So, you know, creating, if you, if you're not satisfied with that and you know, some people are, but if you're not, it really is important for you to figure out what you're going to do about it because waiting is not going to work, right? Don't wait for more income or more time or whatever you have to create and so all of you did that, right? You figured out that whatever circumstance you were in wasn't going to work for you or for your family or for whatever. And so you created a new circumstance for yourself, right? Yep. So what are you, what are you thinking that you want the future to be like? What, what do you, when you like close your eyes at night and you are all excited about your private practice, you know, what do you, what do you want it to look like? one day. And I'll let that one day mean whatever it means to you. So Lauren, what do you want your private practice to look like eventually? What's your goal? My goal, I mean, I'm very happy with where it is. Um, I mean, I would like to just see, so the office space that I'm renting is the possibility of three treatment rooms. I'd like to see all three of those functioning. Yeah. Um, right now, two, two of them are functioning part-time. <laughs> I would like to to get there, whether it's me as the treating therapist or even in a, you know, step back, um, kind of a half manager, half therapist kind of thing, because I do find myself happy on both sides of it. Um, but that's kind of where I would like to go. I love it. And right. out of the school system. But, you know, there's there's also some benefits to being there. So one step at a time. Yeah, that's right. One step at a time. And you choose your own adventure, right? Remember those choose your own adventure yep. from when you were a kid, right? <laughs> right. 
if you want this, turn to page 72, right? Yes. If you want that, turn to page 112, right? So <laughs> yes. And I have to say, oh, I'm sorry, Dana. There you go. I have to say too, it's just that freedom. Even though I'm probably putting more hours in, like Kristen, I'm putting more hours in right now, but the freedom that it's okay. And I know what the end result is, you know, it's, I was leaving my other job, you know, no, no time, like everybody else, not compensated to get my notes done. I was coming home to do my notes, not being paid for it because I was PRN and blah, 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 or not able to do the notes and that kind of thing. And I would just leave frustrated. And it's that freedom of, yeah, I've got a lot more to do right now, but I'll get it done in my time, you know, very reasonable, but I don't have that hanging over me or somebody, you know, you didn't do this or you did this or whatever. I'm the one that has to answer to that now. And I just, you know, that, that was just huge for me to take away from my stress level. That's right. Lauren is her own boss, <laughs> right? All right. What about you, Tanya? What about you and your daughter? What is the vision for y'all's private practice? I think one of the, the best commodities that we have in life is time. Time is a commodity that you cannot get back. Time is something that you, if you waste it, it's gone. It flutters away, right? So for us, I think one of the things that we want to accomplish is time. Freedom, time, I heard those words, freedom and time. But we see the practice going into a place where I can step back and she can step back and more be like managers of the business mm -hmm. so that we do have that freedom and that time and delegate. I think that's one of the things that I've learned doing this since May is you have to learn to delegate. You cannot do everything by yourself. Teamwork makes the dream work. These are all the things I say to myself every day when I wake up and I'm getting ready to do something, even when it comes to um, hiring someone to do something. Like recently, I had to think about the insurance um, path. And I was losing my mind. I'm not like Lauren. I did not know anything about it. And so I was ready to choke a couple of people. And I had to realize that that will get you put in jail. Then you won't be in your private <laughs> So you need to rethink that matter. And um, I decided to reach out in the group, which is so great. This group is so great because there's so much that you can learn from each other. And I reached out and asked the question, who um, knows about um, part-time billing or something someone had mentioned and someone reached back out to me. And so I reached back out to the person that they sent to me. And now we're moving forward with that. Mm -hmm. So I want to see the practice grow to a place where I can offer a place for PTs, OT, speech and mental health to work under the same heading and all be a part of a team to help families. Because I've realized that in our different career paths and journeys, we are divided when we are all rehabbing should be working together, you know, to get the job done. So to bring that under one roof and in my area, I have a lot of people looking for those under one roof and can't find mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. So it would be great to do that. That's how I see us growing and maybe even um, branching out to other parts of the state of Georgia, because I actually want to relocate to Savannah. So, you know, taking a piece of that with me to that area. So that's what we see as we're growing to grow it and kind of step back and, you know, let it do what it do. Yeah, I love that. Right. In the beginning, you have to kind of wear all the hats, right? To your <laughs> point about delegation. And right now, Kristen is wearing all of the hats, right? which we're going to talk, I'm going to talk to Kristen in a second, but I really like the idea, Tanya, of y'all having a one-stop shop, you know, multidisciplinary, you know, uh, private practice that can help like the whole child or the whole, you know, family and whatnot. And then that you're already thinking about multiple locations. Like that's really where that visioning comes into place. 
Because if you, if you think about it and you make a plan, then that's how you can make it happen. Right. And you can think like, okay, well, how long is that going to take? You know, I just started a couple months ago. So what's realistic in terms of, of building, but like, if there are people in your area that need services and it sounds like there are, you can really grow this thing as quickly as you want to, especially right now, you know, we're still in coronavirus and there are people who are really needing services. They're not getting enough services through, you know, schools or EI or hospitals or whatever. People are, are you know, really wanting to connect with private practitioners. And so it's a great time for you to be doing this and with your daughter and thinking about the future. Yeah. I love it. All right, Kristen, what about you? She only got started a couple weeks ago, but she's got this plan, I can tell. So (laughs) what do you want to do with this dream that you've just started? Well, my... I'm a big visionary. I always have these ideas and, and plans and, and schemes. And so I, I definitely have plans to be on my own within the next six months, like eight, eight months. I mean, we're building a house right now. Um, so I, I'm tied to my salary at the school because of that. So if it weren't for that, I'd probably say I'm ready to walk away and just get this up and going and and think about bringing on another SLP to team up. Um, my vision is to really have a place for families to connect through supporting one another in our area. Um, the West Valley of Phoenix does not have a lot for families, but we have so many families out here that need to be supported and to need to have a place to to know that they can can trust. Um, and so I really have this vision of having a center for families to come for classes for for supports and for resources beyond just speech therapy. Um, I have a background in dance. So even having an idea of doing like a move and groove toddler class for parents and, and, and their toddlers for building language so they can have another option other than their traditional speech therapy sessions. And then to give that that place of support for those parents to have another partner with. Um, so that's my vision for the community. But my vision for my family is then for me to have, like Tanya said, time. Um, to have the time to be available to take them to school. Right now I have a whole village helping get each child where they need to go every day. Um, Cause I don't have the time to do that. So I want to be able to be not so rushed throughout my day to not worry about saying, come on, honey, let's hurry. We got to go. We got to go. I don't want to do that. I want to be able to sit and have breakfast with my kids before we have to be anywhere and, and to enjoy that morning, not having to go to a 715 IEP meeting every day of the week. Um, I want that time. I want to be able to then pick my kids up from school and and be able to help them with the end of the day stuff without having to stay until 4.30 for more IEPs. Um, But it's also knowing with that, I'll probably be bringing in additional SLPs. So then also giving those SLPs a great place to work. I mean, I've had multiple places of employment. And so through those different places, I've made connections through other, um, with other therapists. And I've already had people reaching out, let me know when you're ready to hire. Like, I don't even know what to do. I don't even have my EIN yet. I mean, that's still being processed. So I have no idea what that even looks like, but I know it's a need because people want a good and happy and safe place to work because they're sick of being treated like a hamster wheel. And I want to be able to provide that for quality therapists that want that freedom and flexibility for their own family. So that's my vision. Um, Again, if I could make that happen within six months, that'd be a dream come true. So yeah, so we'll see one day at a time though, just one day. Yeah. 
but I love that vision. And I also really love thinking about your wanting to hire other SLPs, right? I think we all know that we want to help our clients and their families, right? I feel like that's a given and people want to help in different ways. I love the idea of also you doing some parent classes. I think that's a great way to go and to also become known in the community. And you mentioned parent groups and that that's always a great place for referral sources. But, you know, to take your experience as an employee and say, okay, well, this was not good, right? How can I make someone's, you know, career really exciting and worthwhile? Or, and how can I, you know, take really top talent clinicians and, you know, nurture them and have them be part of this vision that I have for the future? I think that that really is another really important way to give back. And so, you know, I really applaud you thinking about that early on is, is one of your primary goals. I think that's really awesome, Kristen. Yeah, thank you. Cool. All right. And Samantha, what is your big vision? So my big vision has evolved quite a bit. Um, when I first started, I thought I'll offer adults and kids, but I'll probably end up seeing kids. Um, and I really ended up seeing a lot of adults um, with a variety of issues. One, my first client, he um, kept bombing interviews and didn't know why and has really improved a lot since. Um, turns out he had a history of auditory processing disorder and a couple other social communication issues happening. Um, and then I'm also seeing adult clients for um, gender affirming voice therapy. So my big vision as of now is I would like to be able to do this full time. Um, and I would like to really expand my presence in the um, gender affirming voice therapy um, space. My clients have found it to be so rewarding. I think there's a high need for it in Philadelphia. Um, and I think there's a high need for practitioners um, of all kinds who are open and willing to provide high quality services for gender non-conforming people. So that's kind of my vision right now. I, I love that too, because, you know, it's important to kind of think about what your niche is and what you, you know, some people are generalists and that that's one way to do it. And other people are like, you know what, I really, one population really, really lights me up and I, you know, see a need and whatever. So, you know, people can go either which way on that. I, I, in the beginning, I usually recommend that people work with anyone who will hire them, who that they are competent to work with, right? Because you want to get that income and you want to get the competence and you want to build your caseload. But, you know, as soon as you can, I think it's a good idea to start figuring out like what kinds of clients do you really, really want to serve? so that you can start making a name for yourself with those kind of clients, right? Now, people who, who want to hire, like you can do that by having other clinicians who do those things, right? That's how a lot of those bigger generalist practices work is that they have someone who does all the child language and then the other person who does, you know, motor speech and articulation and another person who does feeding or whatever. But especially in the beginning, if it's just you, like figuring out like, what do you like the most? And I think that, you know, you're really, you know, smart, Samantha, to be thinking like, hey, this is something I like. This is a population in need. And this is a void that I can fill for people in this area. And even, you know, with telepractice, like your whole state and even other states, if you wanted to. Right. Yep, exactly. I love it. Okay. So 
Let's see, I just have a, like a couple more questions. So what was a surprise benefit of joining Start Your Private Practice? What was something, you know, some of you might've gone to the webinar and other people got an email or, or whatever, but what was something that you didn't really fully understand maybe until you were actually in the program and started going through? What would you say to that, Tanya? My biggest surprise was you. Um, Tell me <laughs> Reason being is because, you know, this is not the first time I've been in like a um, coaching class or something like that. And generally when a person coaches so many people, they do not reach back. So you're either getting pre-recorded videos, um, you're getting um, maybe every now and again, they'll pop in, but you are so reachable and touchable that to me, that's important. Um, I am also, I minister. So I know that it's important for people to be able to touch you. And I've seen some big ministries where I can't even get to the pastor. That's a problem for me, but you are there. Um, I remember when I got the card for having my first client, I took a picture of it. I think I cried a little bit over it because I'm like, she's really talking to me and I'm showing my husband and he's like, to him, it was like, okay. I mean, Hey, but to me, it touched me that you would take the time to pour as much as you do into others to see them succeed. And not only that, it's because of you, I believe that you have created an environment of teamwork where everyone can touch one another. No one feels like this one is a big eye. That one's a little you. We're all a part of a team and we're all seeking to be private practitioners around the country maybe even globe, because I think there was someone I met from another country in the group. So I think that was my biggest surprise was you, how you worked with everyone, how you touched everyone, how you work with the other mentors, how the other mentors and you work together. I think you, you were my biggest surprise because I, I really thought it was a phony shaft and scam. And then I got you <laughs> and I had to say, oh, be, please forgive me. <laughs> she is awesome. <laughs> well, thank you. I mean, I really, I truly, truly love what I do, right? I think that, you know, when I first, you know, started my private practice and when I first started just my careers as, as a speech pathologist, like I love people with aphasia and mild TBI, like those, that was my favorite population. That's still my favorite clinical population. Mm -hmm. But now my favorite population are SLPs, mm -hmm. right? And so I think that that has, has shifted. Like I, I, tell people, I, I like to help people transform, right? So for a long time, that was like individual clients as, as part of, you know, working in hospitals and then also through my private practice. And then I also did some teaching um, in a graduate program. So also helping like graduate students transform into SLPs, mm -hmm. um, but then really helping as regular SLPs, again, air quotes, regular SLPs become successful business owners is another level of transformation. I just, I don't know. I just love it. So I really thank you all for being a part of this whole thing, which I also see as like a movement. I feel like to me that this is a movement. It's beyond an actual like course and a program. This is really something I think we need to do as a profession to really help all of us yeah. level up our businesses and our lives. Agree and rant. Okay. What about, um, <laughs> what about, uh, let's see, Lauren has been actually with the program from the beginning. I think I mentioned she was the fourth person to join. So Lauren, what is something that you could say maybe that you've seen, I don't know, over the last time you've been in the program or what's something that surprised you as one of like the lifers here? I would have to say the systematic approach that you have created. So it was very easy to follow. You know, I had, and I don't, we just moved last Monday to a new house. So everything is in shambles in my world right now. 
Um, but I have my little purple, I got a purple notebook and I had everything in there and I was able to print everything out each week when we would meet. And then you'd be able to, you know, again, pairing on with what Tanya said, just being so approachable to be like, okay, this happened. How do I do this? Or how can I do that? Or even being able to send you an email, send you a message, whatever to say, you know, this kind of weird thing happened. So how can I move forward and just all of the support that's been in the group. And I mean, even to this day, I still end up with questions, you know, it's, it's definitely a continual growing thing. And even, you know, what, as the business grows, as I just come up with some, you know, something unique that happens. I, I didn't share earlier, as you know, I've moved three times since I opened, um, one by choice, the other, I was in a sublease and they didn't, they weren't keeping the lease. So, um, but just kind of navigating through everything and being able to go back and go like, okay, this is what I did for this. This is what I need to do or that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, and that, that really makes me feel really good. Cause I'm also a type B SLP. I hide that really well some of the time, but I really, you know, I, I can be very, you know, methodical and systematic and I've created, you know, lots of checklists and everything else, but because I know SLPs love it. Right. Um, but that's, that's not quite in my nature to be that systematic, but I was able to do it, you know, for the course and everything. And back when, when Lauren joined, she sort of alluded to this. I taught the course live. So Lauren was part of like the original, original people who there was 30 of you. And I, I taught it, you know, once a week on, I don't know, Thursday nights or something two hour course. And I remember it was kind of a, it was not a great time. It was like during Thanksgiving and then like Christmas, <laughs> basically. Um, but we recorded that original version. And then what the rest of the people on here have seen now is I, you know, I did it live and then I re-recorded it and made all of the videos look a lot more polished and they're now shortened and whatever else. But I think that that's also, you know, your, whatever your business is can evolve over time and it has to start somewhere, right? So all of you talked earlier about where your business has started and also where you're hoping to have it be, right? So just, just as a reminder, where it starts isn't, you know, what the end product will be yeah. by any means. And all of us are a work in progress and we have to figure out how to continually get better, no matter what it is that we're trying to get better at. Um, Samantha, what about you? What was something that was surprising to you after you joined about the program? Um, definitely how inspired I was by all the different group members and everyone's different story. Um, originally, when I joined, I was the poster child for analysis paralysis, just overthinking, getting stuck in my tracks. I mean, I almost quit the whole thing over not knowing what I wanted to name my business. And then I think you specifically say in the in the video, don't get stuck on the name. Don't get stuck on analysis paralysis. So I thought I'm not going to get stuck. I'm going to keep going. Um, and hearing everyone else, their dreams and what they've accomplished um, just from starting at the same place I'm starting. That has really been a big surprise to me because I thought I'll do this. This will be me. But you really have this community of people really inspiring you to keep moving forward, even just listening to everyone else's plans. I'm thinking, hmm, maybe I could dream a little bigger. So that's been one really, really nice thing that I'm super happy about. Yeah. Awesome. I think that's, that's such a good takeaway. And, um, 
yeah, thank you for sharing. Cool. All right. What about Kristen? She's Kristen's our newest member, so she's only been there for three weeks. But in your last three weeks, what is something that has surprised you? I would definitely agree with the community and just the village of SLPs that we have on that page and the, the amount of information and answers that you can find just by searching. Um, I am a, like, I need it right now. So I'm going to try to do whatever I can to figure out the answer type of person. And if I don't find it, I'm going to keep searching. And so finding all of the information that we need, if it wasn't right in the course handouts, I could go straight to that group and I could search and just type in a keyword and five to 10 posts would come up with several amazing pieces of information that would give me what I needed. Um, and then also too, the analysis process, knowing that I didn't have to have all the pieces in place and that it's never going to be perfect. Um, I'm a, a type ABC SLP. Like I, I like to have things OCD in certain ways, but I'm also, ah, whatever. We'll, we'll kind of go with the flow. And then at the end, it all works out. Um, so like, I still don't have my PLLC. It's stuck at the state somewhere <laughs> on hold. And so because of that, I don't have an EIN, but I decided just to jump forward and go with it anyways. Um, I had families reaching out to me asking, when are you going to start? And I said, October 1st, because that was the day I applied for my business license with the city. And when that business license came in, Three days later, I'm like, oh, now do I wait till October 1st? Because that was my plan. Or do I just jump in and see these clients that are that are waiting for services? And I just jumped in. And I mean, who knows if it was the right thing to do, but I'm that's where I'm at. And that was two weeks ago. And um, families need to be seen and serviced and they need that support. So that's, yeah. So it's kind of like, well, yeah. So long story short, it's that sense of community and just that, that village of SLPs. I love that we can connect and that we can build each other up, but we're also there to help answer questions when we need it. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think it's important. Uh, we, our group has a certain culture, right? And I think that, you know, we have a, a culture certainly of, of collaboration and also celebration, right? Like we celebrate wins and people are excited to post, you know, if they got their first client or they got their first insurance or, you know, hopefully Kristen, when you get your EIN number, like post that, you know, in the group so that everybody, you know, can cheer you on. But one of the things I wanted to echo that Tanya had said earlier was that it really is a, a group of people where everybody is celebrated and there really isn't, you know, I don't know, some sort of level of, of, I don't know, like a, not like a caste system, but whatever, like super, yeah, there's not a hierarchy, right? Like, and I feel like that's really important because I'm in I'm in some other group programs, and it sort of seems like it, there's these people, and then there's yeah. I don't know everybody else or something. Mm-hmm. I really have tried to cultivate something where everybody feels welcome and everybody feels celebrated, mm-hmm. and also that people get su- the support they need. There's some people who need a lot of support, and there's some people who maybe are you know can figure it out more on their own and don't need as much support, you know. So. I think it's really important to, to cater to different types of needs and, you know, type A SLPs, there's lots of checklists. The type ABC uh, SLPs, I love that term, Kristen, <laughs> have a little bit of everything. So what would you say to people who were on the fence and thinking about joining, right? Whether it was that they weren't sure if they had the money or they weren't sure if they had the time or, or the, um, the skill level or whatever else, what would you say? And let's go in sort of reverse. I'm going to start with Samantha this time. I always, um, so Samantha, what would you tell someone who is on the fence about joining start your private practice? 
I would say go for it. Um, I think especially with the skill level, you have the skills. You really do. Um, if you're putting care into your clients now, um, you have the skills to do this job um, and to do it for yourself. So don't don't sell yourself short on that. And as in terms of the investment, um, I think you get a lot out of it. Um, I would still be in the phase of thinking maybe I should start my private practice if I didn't make that initial investment. And now I've already made it back. Um, so I definitely think it's one of the things that you can spend your money on that will be worth it for you a lot um, and that you will really, really enjoy. Thank you. What about you, Tanya? What would you say to somebody who was on the fence? I'm going to go with Samantha. Go for it. Um, I was one of those people that thought about everything before I did it. So I'm that type ABC therapist because <laughs> I think about this and this and this and this. And then I say, just go for it. But go for it because it pays for itself not just in finances, not just in clients, but having a community of people you can go to and ask a question. You can talk to the community about private practice, getting help with an accountant, getting help with paperwork, and people are so willing to just lay out information for you. So I say go for it. If you're looking to uh, do your private practice, to jump in there, this is the best place to be because you're going to get the help you need. And I promise it comes back to you. Thank you. What about you, Lauren? What would you tell someone who was thinking about joining but wasn't sure about it? It's definitely worth the investment to yourself. Yes. And and give yourself the opportunity because, you know, business degree or not, you have the steps in place that you can that the course gives you to be able to figure it out. Um, and you know, my biggest regret is not doing something sooner. Mm. you know, and given the chance, you know, I'd do it again if I needed to, if that makes sense. I love it. Thank you. All right. What about you, Kristen? What would you tell someone who was on the fence? Oh, I would ask them why, why are they waiting? Um, there's never going to be a perfect time, but this is the best time to do it. And it's, it's so freeing and fulfilling to do it. So yeah, take the leap and do it. I love it. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you all for you know, joining us and for, you know, sharing your story, sharing, you know, where you came from, where you're going and what some of the pieces of the puzzle were that are helping you along the way. So it's been such a pleasure to get to know you all in the group and have some extra time together um, tonight. Um, but thanks again. And again, just, you know, thank you also for your honesty and for, you know, sharing your stories and, you know, Someone asked me what one time, you know, what my my favorite word was. And I think, you know, entrepreneur is one of my favorite words, but I love seeing women especially take control of their lives, right? And take control of their circumstances and take control of not only their immediate future, but their family's future and like, you know, the legacy that they want to be able to leave behind. So all of you are doing that. And I think that that is really to be commended. It's been, you know, fun for me to be part of the beginning of your journey, but I know that you all have a wonderful road ahead of you and I'm looking forward to watching you grow. I hope that you were inspired by Kristen, Lauren, Tanya, and Samantha's stories. I hope that hearing how their journey as regular SLPs who are becoming successful private practitioners inspired you. Imagine what would happen if you were able to follow the exact same steps in the same program that they did. 
and also get support from our team of mentors, just like they did. I created the Start Your Private Practice program to make the shift into part-time or full-time private practice as easy for you as possible. From comprehensive videos to checklists and worksheets to a private Facebook group where you can ask questions and get feedback in a safe space. Myself and my team are fully dedicated to your success. There are no SLPs left behind. You were made for more and you deserve more. Start Your Private Practice is only open for public enrollment for a few days. If you want to start working with private clients in the next two to six months, now is the time to join. Just head on over to privatepracticecourse.com and I cannot wait to help you start your private practice. Oh, and if you have any questions about the program, send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at independent clinician and let's talk. I mean it. I'm a real person and I genuinely care about you making a decision that's right for you. As always, thank you for listening. Go out there and help more people and don't forget to help yourself too. Well, this episode might be over, but we don't have to say goodbye. Head on over to independentclinician.com for resources that will help you at each stage of your private practice journey. If you're on Instagram, let's connect. Follow me and send me a DM. I'm at independent clinician. And if you're on Facebook, make sure that you join the SLP and OT Private Practice Beginners Facebook group. All right, off to help more regular SLPs and OTs become successful private practitioners. Let me know if I can help you too.